Welcome to Peace of Authenticity for the Remnant. We are so excited that you chose to spend your time with us today. A Remnant is a peace that remains. This is a podcast for the Remnant rising in this hour. The Remnant is a group of people who seek Jesus like it's their last hope because he is. In this podcast, we encourage, equip, and champion you to rise up and take a stand for Christ in the world that we live in. Hi, guys. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> we are so glad to be back for our last yeah, part of our three-part series at the table. While we're at the table. At the, I kind of like it here, honestly. I feel like maybe we, we, we should... We could stay here. Maybe we should. But our banner, though. Yeah. <laughs> but the cool banner is <laughs> okay. in the background. We'll figure it out mm. by next week, I promise. Yeah. So, it's awesome, and I actually just realized that normally on the intro, I say, what's going on, everybody? And today I said, everyone. So He's things, talking to one of you. Things so. are a-changing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Things so, are a-changing. So yeah, okay. So in the, in the last couple of weeks, we've been diving in on the symbolism of the table and exactly how the table kind of flipped the script on society mm -hmm. in the New Testament. How Jesus took an ordinary, everyday thing that everyone had in their house, and he used it to fight the system. And he used it to give mm -hmm. people that society looked at as lower, um, undignified people, and Jesus would sit with them at the table and he would bring them to the eye level, to his eye level. Everybody sat on the same plane and he would talk with them and he would break bread with them. And it just threw everything out of whack. Yeah, there's really, there's really a oneness whenever you sit at a table together. There's like, there's like a unity that you don't, that you don't have, you know, if you're not sitting around a table, if you're standing around or if you're sitting in yeah. rows, you know, or, or, or whatever the situation calls for <laughs> in the time. I really believe that when you sit around the table, you can't, you can't not be apart unless you're like specifically not being apart. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like it's a natural cohesive oneness that happens when you're all sitting at a table. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in the last couple episodes, just to kind of recap Right, if you were a slave or a servant, you weren't allowed to sit at a table. Now, in in the Jewish culture, they didn't have tables like we do, right? Mm -hmm. With with chairs, but you would sit on like on the floor, like little cushions, little cushions, little yeah, pillows, and yeah, and so um, it brought everybody to the same standing. But if you were like a servant or a slave, you would have to stand in the back waiting to serve the people that were at the table. And in Roman culture. When you'd have a dinner party, everybody would put on their best dresses, like all the women would put on their best dresses, and, and mm -hmm. the men, yeah. they, and they would wear all their jewelry to show off how much they had. They'd bring in their best furniture, best wine, everything. It was a really big thing to be invited to somebody's table. And if you're the host, you're expected to break out all the good stuff so you can show people just how dignified you were. And so Jesus comes in 
on this equation, and he begins to set at the table with less dignified people. He begins to set at the table with tax collectors, with known sinners, mm-hmm. and um, the Pharisees are really coming at him, going like, "Who who does this guy think that he is, eating with such undignified people?" And he just he flipped the script. <laughs> he flipped the script boom. on him, and, and that's that's what he's he's called us to do. Yeah. You know, in the times that we're living in, of course, we're not living in the times, you know, where the Romans are ruling the world and Christians are being burnt at the stake. But I mean, Christians are being murdered in certain places in the world. But right here and now in America, we're not dealing with any of that, you know. Yeah. Um, We don't have to worry about, well, sometimes we have to worry about stuff we post on social media, I guess. But it's not huge repercussions, you know. But it's kind of like... it's so important whenever you study the Bible and read the Bible to read it in its proper historical context because you can get so many more things out of it. And a lot of the time we'll take things out of context because something that was um, something that maybe the Jews did, right, in the Old Testament. And sometimes we apply that to us in our everyday cultural life and it just doesn't make sense. It can't. Yeah. You know, so we have to understand where we're coming from. And so something, you know, the viewpoint, whenever we were reading about the servants, like you were talking about earlier, the servants that stand in the back, they're not even allowed to sit at the table with everyone else. And I think we'll be coming in this episode from that standpoint a little bit on the fact of some of us feel like we are not, I don't even know if the word deserving is the word because we're not deserving. Right. But I'll use it for lack of a better term because I can't think of anything else. Yeah, so I was reading it um, in in this other Bible commentary that I was reading where it says Jesus. It, it says um, it was talking about making us worthy, and am I worthy hmm. to sit at the table with Christ? And of course, the answer to that is no. No. The, simple, <laughs> flat out. The the answer that to that easy. is no. But here's the thing. Because Jesus went and died and gave of himself through the blood of Christ, right? When we come into a divine relationship with Christ, his blood covers us, right? And we all know that you're made new, you're reborn, you're you're given Mm -hmm. a new name. All all these things that that the Bible says what happens when you give your life to Christ, that is what makes you worthy yeah to sit at the table there's something that we do a lot and i've caught myself doing it it's almost a natural fleshly thing to be so inwardly focused like i don't deserve this yeah i'm not worthy i'm so selfish i'm a horrible person and we're thinking inward we're thinking about ourselves Mm -hmm. whenever everything is about jesus the fact is we're not worthy to sit at this table we're not deserving to sit at this table. The beauty of it is because of who Jesus is, he has made it to where we are. He invites us to the table. And that's the freedom yeah. of, I'm never going to be enough. I don't have to like work towards these, I don't have to take these steps to be this good, this ranking to be able to sit at this table. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, and this is, this is the, the amazing part where, where Christianity literally turned everything upside down. And in, in as far as you look at all the religions of the world, and I even took this you know, for the notes in, uh, for today's episode, but you have, you have the <clears throat> Buddhist, right? They, they have what they call the Eightfold Path. Hmm. And then you have the Hindu doctrine of karma, 
which, by the way, everyone knows a little. Bit everybody about knows that. about karma. <laughs> and and honestly, a lot of Christians walk around and they're like, yes. "Well, that's just karma." You know, I'm I'm just experiencing karma, guys. That's a Hindu doctrine. So those of us that belong to Christ, let, let's let's stop using that. Let's drop that. Um, yeah, let, let's just drop that. <laughs> And, and no leave karma alone. here. Yeah, because it's a it's a Hindu doctrine. So you have the Hindu doctrine of karma, even the Jewish covenant, right? You, you have the Jewish covenant, the covenant of Abraham that the, that the Jews had with God, right? And then you have the Muslim code of law, and all of these have ways for humans to earn yeah. acceptance. Yeah, like you can you can do and walk out this certain path. And you can earn acceptance. And, but human, but okay, so I just got mixed up on my words. All these have ways blah, for blah, humans blah. to earn approval. But Jesus dares to make God's love unconditional through him. That, that's the most amazing thing because I promise you there's no other religion, there's no other belief system that does that. Because... Yeah. We, like our flesh, like I said earlier, it's like we have to deserve what we get. It's like some kind of unspoken law of nature or something. Like, you deserve what you get. Oh, this happened to her? Well, it's because she was doing this. You know what I mean? And we think like that. And so I think sometimes in life, that does fit. Because, I mean, you have to do these certain things to get this promotion. Or you have to, you know what I mean? You have to do these certain things in life. But a lot of the time, we'll categorize our relationship with the Lord in the same way. And yeah. It was never, ever meant to be like that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's just, it's so crazy when you change your mindset about it. Because it's not like the whole, you don't use your grace card so you can get away with anything. That's not what it's for. It's the, the I promise you, if you experience the love of God for what it truly is, and you truly experience it and just the truth of everything that encompasses Jesus Christ, you won't be the same and you won't be using the grace yeah. card to get away with things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that I think that you're right. There's there's too many times that, that we sit there and, you know, we well, we live under grace and so God loves me no matter what I'm doing. His love is is unconditional. And mm-hmm. we but if those are those are true statements. But they're not cop out statements. Yeah, they're they're yeah. not they're not um, you know that that statement where it's like oh well I keep messing up but it's okay because God loves me anyway. Paul does say for all have fallen short mm-hmm. of the glory of God, right? <clears throat> but it, it it's not a license to sin, right? Saying that God's love is unconditional. It's it's basically saying that. You don't deserve it, but Jesus loved us enough to give it, and and that should be life changing. Not so that you could remain the same and just be like, oh, well, I slipped up here, Lord, forgive me, and and constantly be rededicating your life every week and and just being like, oh man, Lord, I just keep messing up. I can't get it right. You know, th- you can't walk a perfect life. You can't yeah. walk the line. But <clears throat> that's why Jesus had to come in the first place. But when you're drawn to that surrender of, of you understand the love and you surrender to it, it makes you want to walk a different path. It makes you want to walk on the narrow path that, that the Bible talks about that few people will actually travel because that's why it's narrow. There's, there's the wide path over here where everybody's going to go. 
But Jesus did that because he loved us so much. And, and I also get upset too because Jesus is, is constantly bringing people to the table. He, and he's taking, he's taking people that the world looks down on. Um, he's taken the tax collectors and the, the, the lepers and the lame people and being like, hey, let's just break bread. And those people were so around the table and they were probably just listening to every word mm-hmm. that he said. Because when you recognize that you're unworthy, then you lean into the one that is worthy. Now, the Pharisees thought that they were worthy and they quickly realized that they were unworthy and they learned that lesson a little bit too late. And that's why Jesus was saying, all you have to do is be better than them in order to <laughs> inherit the yeah. kingdom of God. And so what, what does this mean? What does this mean for us? That Just like the Bible says that I must decrease so that the Lord could increase. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to learn to die daily to the things of my flesh, which means every day I have to come to grips with the fact that I am not worthy. I am unworthy of what Jesus did, but he did it anyway. So I will receive it and I will follow him and I will change direction. Repenting literally means to change direction from the way that you're going so that when you repent. So if you literally come to a place of repentance to where you're like, Oh Lord, forgive me for doing that. And then you go and do the same thing the very next day. Then it's not, you're not repenting. (laughs) You're, you know, you're just like, Oh gosh, I don't want to go to hell. So I'm going to cover this with a bandaid. True repentance comes from a place of you heading, you're heading in a certain direction. You're on a highway to hell, if you were, and you repent and you turn from those things and make it full 180 and you're heading in the complete opposite, other direction. You're walking to Christ. Not that you can be perfect even on that journey, yeah. but it's about the journey. He, God knows the heart of a man. And so we, we sit here and, and we realize that we're unworthy and everybody at that table that was sitting around Jesus realized that they were unworthy too, especially as soon as he started teaching and they were just like, man, who is this guy? How did I land myself a seat at this table? But the beautiful thing is, the beautiful picture of what Christ did is he is extending that seat to you and to me. And we have the opportunity to sit with him. And even the Bible says that that we've been seated in heavenly places. And so I just think that that's such an amazing picture because there are people, there are multiple kinds of people in the world. There are some that no matter how real the Lord becomes to them, they always think that they're unworthy and they will never live up to and they're like, oh no, I can't receive, I can't do that. Like I'm not worthy. And they constantly keep themselves in condemnation. And then there are the spiritually prideful that are like, oh yeah, I'm righteous. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, which is a true statement, but that's not the position <laughs> but of your heart. They take it as like, I can do no wrong. And yeah. it's like, well, okay. There was one who could do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and so what we, what we kind of want to bring to the table in this last episode is like for those individuals that think, man, I I don't deserve a seat at that table. And I'm not here to contradict that thought in your mind, but don't let that be a position of condemnation to where you keep yourself, you keep a wall up between you and the the lover of your soul. The the one that, that died on the cross for you, you keep that wallet because you're like, well, there's no way I can ever deserve that. Mm-hmm. Jesus knew that. 
he's not surprised by you thinking that in your mind. And he's literally saying, my blood covers that so that you can come and have a seat at this table with me. And you know, there there is quite a difference, but a lot of people, I think, get these confused. There's quite a difference between humility and shame. So... I, I was kind of getting that earlier because I think a lot of people are like, no, I need to feel like I don't deserve this all the time. I need to feel, I need to remember what I've done so I can be in my place properly. In my, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of that thing, like stay humble. But you can be humble by just knowing who Jesus is and what he did for us and his sacrifice. And it's such a different thing because I think a lot of the time, People try to live like a workspace life and a grace-filled life half and half, but that's impossible. Yeah. So it's almost like what I was reading earlier to you, I was reading in a quote, it was like some people might argue with Paul whenever Paul's talking in Galatians about the grace of God and just having faith in God is, you know, what we're supposed to be doing. And it was like some people will argue, would argue with Paul and say, well, no, I'm going to abide by the law. And I, when I say the law, I mean the law of Moses. So put that in, in your perspective in life right now. The law of Moses could be like, I go to church every Sunday. I read my Bible at least one verse a day. You know what I mean? These kind of things in I your mind. I do a daily devotional. Yeah, yeah, and so you can think that, right? Like, I, I will try to fulfill this law as much as I can. But where I don't amount, grace will cover that. That we can't go halvesies like that. I went halvesies my whole life, and I'm still working. <laughs> maybe I'm yeah. not halvesies. Maybe I'm quarteries, like a little bit lower, like trying to work on that. But it's like it, this workspace mindset will get so deep, so deep. You don't even realize you have it, but you do because yeah. there's a lot of shame that comes up to where it it gets in the way of you even spending time with the Lord, or you're always coming to the Lord asking for forgiveness and feeling that shame, like. If you're always coming to the Lord, just apologizing, apologizing, which of course we're supposed to have repentance, like you were saying earlier, right? Whenever we lie, whenever we, you know, fall short, right? We're supposed to have that repentance, turn from it and grow with the father from it. But if we're constantly like living in that shame and like, oh my gosh, like I didn't read my verse this morning. I'm the worst Christian ever. You know, that kind of mindset, that's not what we're supposed to be. I feel like those are the people that like might get at the might sit at the table but sit a little further away and feel like they don't deserve the full four full course meal you know what i yeah. mean like but there's no halvesies with that you know what i mean and so that's something that i think we should all be super intentional about is just realizing the grace that we how much our father loves us the grace that we have and that whenever we fully take on that love and that grace not take on but experience it honestly will be changed and so we won't have to worry about oh did I do this did I do my due diligence here oh I didn't talk to that person at Walmart I need I feel like I need to talk to you know all these different things that could turn into like a holy to-do list I guess because I get stuck in that all the time but I wanted to read this actually to you guys because I was speaking to the Lord this morning and honestly I'm pretty sure I apologize to him (laughs) so whenever I'm talking I'm mostly talking to myself, okay? So don't ever think like, dang, Jordan thinks she has something to teach. I'm teaching myself here, okay? Holy Spirit's teaching me through me. Okay, but this is something the Lord told me this morning, and I feel like it's for everybody once I started reading it. So the Lord said, search out what I'm doing, not just in you, but all around. Look to me in everything, then you will automatically decrease while I increase in your life. I thought that was interesting that you said that a second ago. Growth is necessary and important, and it will automatically happen when your eyes are fixed on me. 
always be moldable and ready for me to come in and do a work. Have faith and trust in me and who I am. Focus on me. Our job is to focus on Jesus. Mm. Focus on our creator. That's really our job because when we're focusing on him, it's almost like everything else situates itself. Yeah. You know? Well, that, that reminds me of <laughs> you know the story of, of Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. And you know, so Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and, and Martha and Mary, they are hosting Jesus in their house for, for all those that, that don't know this story. And and Martha is in there doing dishes and she's cleaning and she's taking care of all these men because Jesus never rolled by himself. Like he had the disciples with him. There's like a lot of people up in the house and Jesus is teaching in the other room. And Mary, Martha's sister, is sitting at his feet and just listening and soaking up every word that he has to say. And Martha comes into the room and she's mad because she's like, I'm doing all this work and Mary's sitting in here and she's not helping me. So she tells Jesus, Martha tells Jesus, why don't you tell my sister to come in here and help me? <laughs> it was so passive aggressive. Yeah. And and so then Jesus turns to Martha who who was all doing everything she's supposed to do. She's working, you know, hosting, being a hostess to, to all these people mm-hmm. and doing what she knew how to do. That works mindset, right? Like I, I'm, I'm doing all this work for the king while he's in the other room, right? And Jesus looks at her and he says, Mary is where she's supposed to be. She's right here. You know, she's she's leaning on my teaching. She's spending time with me, not working herself away, you know, sweating over here, doing all these works-based things for me. She's with me. And that kind of leads me to uh, the, the other questions that I have for this podcast is, you know, I think that many of us can answer this question and say, well, what, what do you know about God? I think that Christians everywhere, if you've been in church any amount of time, Sunday school, church, whatever, <laughs> Bible studies, I think that every single one of us can, can talk for at least five minutes about what we know about God. We, we, we know everything that there is to know about God most of the time. But the other question that I have is, what do you, what have you experienced with God? See, in the Martha mindset, Martha knew exactly who Jesus was, which is why she wanted to have the clean house. <clears throat> she wanted to have the dishes um, done and put away. She wanted to have everything picked up and everything looking nice because she was hosting the King of Kings. She, she knew who Jesus was. But Mary was the one in the other room experiencing <clears throat> who Jesus was. And that's what the difference is and what Jesus was trying to get Martha to understand. And I think what Jesus is trying to get us to understand today in, in the American culture that it's, it's not just enough to know about Jesus but he wants to have experiences with you, which is why he showed us the blueprint in the New Testament of the ones that he invited to the table to break bread with him. It wasn't the ones that the world thought, oh yeah, of course they would be there. It was the ones that everyone least expected. It was the ones that thought lesser of themselves. And Jesus is constantly doing that again. So we have to ask ourselves those questions all the time. If you're still 
you know, rocking with us on this podcast, like, I want you to sit here, even if you have to pause the podcast right now, pause it before you go any further and just meditate on those two questions. What do I know about God? And then what have I experienced with God? And so mm-hmm. when you get that and you meditate on it, when what you experience with God is, have I taken my seat at the table? Or am I Martha in the other room doing all these works, doing all these good deeds because I feel like that's what the Lord wants me to mm-hmm. do? Or am I seated at his feet while he teaches in the other room and taken that invitation to have a seat at his table? And that's all that Jesus wants from us. That's that's the beauty of it. Like that's that's what he wants. And whenever you said that, Aubrey, a pause for them to pause and like ask those two questions. I heard the Lord like um, give me a visual to give on here. So hmm. um, I'm going to do that real quick. So unless you are driving, <laughs> I want you to close your eyes and be able to envision what I explained to you. Hmm. So I want you to close your eyes. And in front of you, a little ways off, there's a beautiful table set up. I mean, the food is extravagant. And and I heard the Lord say, just imagine all of your favorite food on this table. And you know that this is specifically for you. This table, beautiful table, just wherever it be in the middle of a meadow, in a a beautiful restaurant. I don't know, just, just the Lord will show you what it looks like for you. And there's Jesus at the sitting at the table and you're a little ways off and he's gesturing you. He's doing his hands like, come here, come here. I want to ask you what you would do in that moment. Would you come towards him? Would you stay back? Would you feel like you don't deserve it? What, where are you right now in this time? And how would you exactly respond to that? So sit there for a second. And I want you to think about that there. How would you respond to Jesus beckoning you to come sit with him at this feast that he's prepared for you? And and at the table, I I want you to picture something that you battle with um, sitting in one of the seats. Um, If it's an addiction, I want you to picture it like like, um, just sitting there, maybe like just a black figure, but just know what it is. Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Is it what is this thing that you would say is the enemy to you truly being able to sit with the Lord? Because a lot of us, when there's someone sitting at the table that we're not comfortable with, that we don't feel comfortable with or feel like might be an enemy, we won't go sit at the table. And that enemy is sitting at the table there on the other side. And Jesus Jesus is on the other side of the table, beckoning you to come closer. And this is where you step forward. And once you sit at that table things will change because it says in Psalms, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That God is, Jesus is faithful. He is good and it doesn't matter what is around you. It doesn't matter what you are dealing with because all that matters is the blood of Jesus. All that matters is what Jesus has done for us. It does, our past doesn't matter. We have to realize that we're not worthy, that we're not deserving, but that's the beauty of it because Jesus is and Jesus did that for us. So I want you to sit at that table and I want you to commune with Jesus like Aubrey said earlier. I want you to sit at his his feet. I 
I want you to learn from him. This is what the Lord wants. So whenever I say I, I'm sorry, that's what Jesus is saying. I want you to sit with me. It doesn't matter what's around you. Don't look at that. Focus on me. When you focus on me, that's when things will change. When you focus on me, the shame will leave. When you focus on me, the prayers that you've been praying, um, the addictions, the the um, anxiousness, the depression, these things will flee from you, not because of anything that you can do, but because of everything that I can do. And there is freedom in that statement. There is freedom in who you are not and in who that I am. So sit here with me. Spend time with me and focus on me. Don't focus around at the storm. Focus on me. And so, Aubrey, can you say a prayer for everyone? Um, While they're sitting at this table, I want you to still sit at this table with Jesus while Aubrey prays over you. Heavenly Father, we we just thank you, Lord, that you have saved a seat for us in in this moment lord i I just pray that for everybody that that's listening or watching this podcast right now holy spirit i just pray that that you just flood and fill their hearts right now lord that that you you welcome them to the table that, that you show them lord your love your peace a peace that surpasses all understanding no matter what they're going through right now Lord, that, that you you just flood them, surround them, as we know that you can do. And Lord, that we begin to look at ourselves not through the eyes of judgment and not through the eyes of ourselves, but Lord, we begin to look at those around us and ourselves through the eyes of Christ, that we understand that even in the midst of our unworthiness, Lord, that your blood makes us worthy. That, that you're, you covered us and you've covered that. And Lord, so we don't look to the future where the fear lies and we don't look at the past where shame clouds our judgment. Lord, but we just sit here, right here in this moment with you at the table. Lord, and we just sit at your feet like Mary did in that story. Lord, and we just choose to experience you right now. And Lord, I I just pray that that you make this moment unforgettable to everybody that's experiencing it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, some people might even want to push pause on that and just stay in that moment (laughs) for a little bit. I wanted Um, to. Yeah, that's cool. I I don't don't know about you guys, but it feels amazing over here. I, I feel... A whole lot better and I just man I hope that everybody got a little bit of experiencing the Holy Spirit just now and if you did please let us know mm-hmm. we, we'd love to yeah. celebrate that with you um, being just in, in the presence of the Lord it's amazing um, mm-hmm. you know I just want to I just want to end kind of with this quote it's, it's from A.W. Tozer and And A.W. Tozer says, most of us who call ourselves Christians do so out of belief instead of experience. That we believe, but we haven't experienced. And so I just want to challenge you with that statement today that let's move our our known sonship or, or, uh, or being a son or a daughter 
of the Most High King from just a belief to an experience. And, and I hope that, and we're going to continue to pray for everybody that's, that's tuning in, that you would experience the goodness of God. I think what's that? What's that verse that says that that I will experience the goodness of oh, God in the land? See, of, yeah, I will see, see the, the goodness, goodness of God, God in the yeah. land of the living. I I just <clears throat> pray that today, right now, in Jesus' name, that everybody that presses in in this time experiences God as as only you can do when you're chasing after His presence. Mm-hmm. And I just pray that over each and every one of you. But thank you for joining us for this series mm-hmm. at the table. It's amazing. We're actually sitting here at the table from the, the table. very beginning. Yep. And and it's just awesome how the Lord could bring all of this revelation to us just by simply receiving a table. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the beauty of it because in our everyday life, the Lord is there. He wants yeah. to speak to us. He's, it's not like well, I talked to Jordan Aubrey a whole lot. He talks to all of us. That's, that's what the beauty <laughs> is of it. Because I promise if you saw Aubrey and I day to day, if you have any mindset that we're like yeah. super holy. Yeah, she like ratchet. I mean, we don't like do no crazy stuff, but I mean, we are only human. But yeah. that's the beauty. That's the beauty of this walk. And that's the beauty of it's true. what this is. It's true. But what a journey. Thank you guys for continuing to be mm. on the journey with us. Reach out to us. Let us know if this podcast uh, has mm-hmm. has affected you in, in any way. Um, we we love to to celebrate with with people that reach out and say, you know, that maybe the Lord spoke to them through something that we said or something that was done on the podcast. But mm-hmm. you guys are all a blessing. Thank you yeah. for tuning in with us. Thank you for for being on this crazy ride. But we will see you next week. Right next here. Next week. Yes, we'll see you guys later. Bye.